Hey, Magic fans, Dante Marcatelli here from the Orlando Magic. You're listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast from the guys at Orlando Magic UK. Now it's over to Paul, Garen, and Mikey. Go Magic! What's up, Magic fans, and welcome to this week's episode of Penny for Your Thoughts, the Orlando Magic UK podcast. Today is Friday the 14th of April 2023. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the final week of the Orlando Magic season, the upcoming NBA draft lottery, a look at the NBA playoffs and news of an Orlando Magic UK meetup and a watch party. But before we jump into all of that, I'm going to uh, introduce my co-host for this week, Mr. Bacon. Evening, my sir. I, I know uh, you're a little under the weather today because of uh, yeah. somebody else. Well, mate, like I've said to you, you messaged me before. You, for those that aren't aware, Mikey came up to, Mikey and family came up to ours for Easter. Messaged me beforehand to say, is there anything that you'd like me to bring? But no, mate, bring whatever you want. If it just turn up and bring whatever you want. I wasn't expecting him to bring the plague with him. Our family are wiped out. Thank you, Mr. Clark. <laughs> you can thank my lovely three-year-old for that, Paul, because I've been suffering as well, mate. Well, I was suffering all weekend, wasn't I, even when I got yeah. up there on the Friday. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. So, but yeah, if you've, you've left us with a, a lasting memory of you guys. And not a good one on this occasion. <laughs> no. Although, I'll, we did leave, I'll leave it there. Haribo. Mate, the Haribo was much appreciated. 16 bags of Haribo. <laughs> Easter eggs, yeah, I was well impressed. That Good old Becky. That will help you get over it. Get over it, Paul. Man up. Right. <laughs> you can't say that now. Why? I might want to personal. We. <laughs> I'm not even going there. <laughs> right. <laughs> on, on to on to other men. <laughs> Gary, <laughs> do you smell what the rock is cooking? Well, if it's good enough to hold at the rock holding the microphone like this, I'm definitely going for it as well, Mikey. <laughs> so it's uh, how can I start this? Uh, finally, I've come back to the Orlando UK pod. Is that what the rock would say? He might well do, but he, he might, might well say do. when he he's a guest. Care what say. He probably would say that. Well, we'll ask him <laughs> when he's a guest on a, on a future episode. <laughs> How's your week been, mate? You've been off all week. Yeah, it's been all right, mate. I've just been doing odd jobs, really, and. Uh, Getting to getting to our favourite place that we both love so much. Yeah, like it. I like it. Yeah, good man. And talking of our jobs, all right, G. <laughs> yeah, how's it going, mate? You all right? <laughs> 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 well, I, I got to start off by saying congratulations to to Gary and his football team for uh, defeating the Mighty Blues on Monday, uh, one 0 So uh, well done, mate. I I didn't send you any abuse, G. You didn't know you were you were very civilized, mate. So much appreciated. Just hope you we can still stay in the division now. I hope you do, and this is the way. Fingers crossed, mate. Absolutely. Well, a couple of announcements to uh, jump into before we jump into all our magic news and and what we're going <clears> to <throat> go on through, go on to talk about for the rest of the episode. Uh, come and join the four of us on Saturday, the fifteenth of July. We're doing our first Orlando Magic UK meetup of 2023. Uh, we'll be meeting up somewhere in Nottinghamshire, somewhere pretty central for people to travel to from around the UK, somewhere just off the M1. I know we've got to finalise details of where exactly, but 
we've got an idea of what we're going to be doing. Um, hopefully, it's going to be sort of within driving distance of people. You've got East Midlands Airport, which is around that sort of area. You've got the train. So, hopefully, wherever we can pinpoint will be pretty easy for people to get to. Um, somewhere, something along the lines of hiring a local leisure centre for a few hours to play some basketball followed by a meal out, a few drinks in the evening. So uh, we'll provide some more details with that over the coming weeks, so keep an eye out for that one. Uh, another important date to remember for the next month is Tuesday the 16th of May, the night of the NBA Draft Lottery. We'll be hosting our usual live watch party on Zoom. Um, if you'd like to join us again this year, I will put a page up on our website, orlandomagicuk.com, with a sign-up form on there. So if you want to join us for that, then go ahead and sign up on there. And lastly, now the season is over, our game day competition Magic Moments is also finished. Congratulations to Ross Midlane, who's this year's winner with 218 points. Uh, we'll be in touch, mate, with your prize, and it'll be on its way to you is it the second year in a row Ross has won it don't think Ross won it last year no I, uh, I'm sure no, he's... somebody else no. won it last year yeah but it was a very competitive uh, competition right down to the wire so uh, well done to everybody uh, involved and uh, yeah good stuff well the Orlando Magic finished this season 34 and 48 20 and 21 at home 14 and 27 on the road a 12-game win improvement on last season despite starting 5-20. and 20. Uh, The Magic lost the final three games of the regular season since we last recorded. 118-94 to 94 against the Cavaliers on Thursday. 84-101 at the Brooklyn Nets on the Friday. And 110-123 in Miami against the Heat. Um, Orlando had, had been eliminated before the play-in. Um, before we played that second game against Cleveland. With nothing else left to play for, we talked about this last week, did we still think the Magic would compete for those last three games? And it turned out they decided not to. Um, Sitting them, holding them out, resting, whatever you want to call it, the Magic rested all five starters and Cole Anthony for that final game against the Cavaliers on fan appreciation night, something... I don't think it was a very good look for the organisation. But guys, I want to get your thoughts, not just on the decision to rest who they rested, but also your general thoughts on those last three games. Paul? Hey, um, personally, on the fan appreciation night, start with that, I didn't like the decision. I, um, I understood it, but I didn't think it was, a, like you said, a good look. Uh, I think it was a little off when you then play Cole, Franz, Wendell, Markel, Jalen in road games, but you don't play them on the final night in front of the the home fans. Personally, I would have been happier to see the main guys, even if it was just for 10 minutes of the first quarter or 20 minutes across the game, play reduced minutes against Cleveland. However, that being said, I'm very happy with the outcome. Um I'd have been, either way, once the chance of the playing had gone, um, I'd have had no objections, whatever the team decided to do for those final three games. Uh, whether it to be play hard for wins, uh, to take into the next season, or as they seemed to decide to do, secure the best draft odds that we could get. Um, I had the, Mike, you and I watched the final two games together. 
Um, if that's what you uh, want to call it, I'm going to say. And I was well when you say thoughts on those games. I honestly think we just had them on because we'd already arranged to do so, as opposed to actually watching them. There seemed far more conversation and intent on snacks and beer rather than actually what was happening on the on the court. And if memory serves me right, at one point you've got your your phone up and running watching the uh, final few minutes of the Liverpool Arsenal game, which was uh, a little bit more entertaining. I think it was for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but mate, yeah, honestly, the final games. Once we were out, it I, it didn't really matter. They made the choices, um, but I think it would have been nicer to have fans on fan appreciation night see the big guys play, even if it's just for a few minutes. And I'd have liked to have seen Paolo get them final thirteen points just to take him to the one thousand four hundred fifty for the year. Gary, I change the question slightly. Was there anybody in those last three games that impressed you, despite the players that we decided to sit? Um, first of all, Mikey, I just agree totally with Paul about the fan appreciation point. Um, I think if you paid some of the ticket prices that were floating yeah. around for that game and then you, you turned up to see the full starting five left out and call, um, you can kind of see why you might be upset at that one. Um, I would have been... I was not surprised to see Paolo not playing because I think, I know we spoke about this earlier, but I think they were going to be like, is he going to play that many minutes? What's it going to do to his averages, etc.? So I think that might have been a move for Paolo. Yeah. Um, I also think that maybe bringing the players back in was fear of getting fined for tanking. So they were like, we'll bring some of the guys back and rotate. So it was kind of competitive in the final two games. I get it, the idea of a tank win because Cleveland were obviously going to hold guys out. So I get the idea of holding people out. I thought Suggs had a really good game um, in limited minutes against the Cavs. You know, when you look at his shooting, his form, his pull-up, it encourages you for the idea of, you know, is he going to stake a claim for the starting two-guard spot next season? Um, I actually thought Jay Scrub looked pretty decent yeah. against the Cavs. I thought he came in, he did himself no harm whatsoever again bit of hustle 11 points nice form i think he got a buzzer beater at half time against the Cavs. um i think against the nets gorga coming in and getting 15 rebounds he stakes a claim for him sticking around on the magic just with that he looked pretty decent and then in the game against miami um it was nice to see tumor's performance um 14 5 and 4 it was kind of the performance you would have expected from Chuma when he first, you know, when we blew the team up and he started getting a lot of first option looks for a period. The idea I thought would be that he would be an off the bench three and D guy who would be giving us those stat lines on a semi-consistent basis. So it was nice to see that after the tough game he had against the Cavs. And it was a nice showing from uh, Kevon Harris as well in that game with 22 points. But I was a little bit annoyed because I felt like it was a rare really a Udonis Haslam tribute night. Um, and it felt it felt a little bit like when Sunderland were already relegated with David Moyes as manager and they just decided to give John Terry an honour guard in his last game. It turned into a bit of an exhibition and at times it had that feel about it, which was a shame because we would have liked to have taken it all the way down to the wire to get into the playing tournament. But yeah, they were the guys who stood out and we'll see what happens from here. Gee, as I mentioned, the Magic obviously lost 
the last three games. Do you think it was the right decision? Because I think there was a three-way tie in the, in the odds going into that second Cleveland game. And obviously we, we split that tie and finished with better odds than Indiana after their last game. Do you think it was the right decision? It was, unfortunately. Um, I, I was just going to start off with saying, you know, we, we ended up 34 and 48, but you've really got an asterisk next to that. It was 34 and 45 for me because yeah, those last three... Mm-hmm you know, you can totally disregard them. And um, I think we've got enough to beat my, that that Miami team, to beat that Brooklyn team. Okay, maybe a, a full, fully Cleveland, a fully healthy Cleveland team, we might have struggled against. So, you know, maybe you add two wins to take a loss there. So you end up 36 and 47 for the year. Um, no, but it was like what the guys have said, disappointing that the starters didn't play on fan appreciation night, even if they just put them in, taking them out just to get an ovation from the fans, you know, like a little thank you uh, for their efforts. Um, I know Paolo uh, gave a little speech before the game, which was nice, um, but totally agree with what they say. Um, I mean, I, I can't remember who I was texting. It was possibly some of you guys um, during the last game. And um, I was... I had on my phone the Knicks uh, Pacers game, and the Pacers really wanted to win that. It was, um, and the fact they won it and they've lost, you know, like ten percent chance of, you know, being in the top four and their, their first overall odds um, have plummeted. Uh, that was a little bit daft on their on their behalf, but you know these players are are in the league because they want to win, so you can see both sides of the coin, can't you? Um, so no, absolutely the, the right decision. Um, Gary mentioned a couple of key performances. Um, Kevon Harris, I, I was especially gonna to make a point about because when he's in the game, you know he wants to win, doesn't he? He's a dog, um, and he's certainly somebody I'd like to definitely bring back if it's a two-way option uh, next year. And I thought Caleb Houston also um, yeah. came up, especially when he started. You know he's in the right places, he's making the right cuts, he's making the right shots. Um, so I, I thought Caleb um, excelled there, uh, and obviously Jalen Suggs in the first game, um, maybe uh, making a, a bit of a statement because he wants to be the two guard starting next season. But I'm sure we'll come on to that at some point during the off season. It was 21 points, wasn't it, that Caleb got against uh, Miami? Yeah, got in front of me yeah, five yeah. of eleven from downtown, and yeah, he even got to the line five times. I thought it was one of his more efficient games. He looked, he actually looked a really decent prospect in that game. I know, again, we, we're saying that it's a, a reduced Miami team, but playing player for player, there were there were some decent players out there and he had a good game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the Magic have a 9% chance now of landing the number one pick for the second year in a row, fingers crossed that happens, and a 37.2% chance of landing a top four pick. Um, after Chicago's win over Toronto in the first playing game, they now have to beat Miami tonight to get into the playoffs. A Bulls win and their pick will convey to the Magic, which I believe is, will be about 15. Um, and a Bulls loss tonight, and that pick then becomes a lottery pick, which has a 1.7% chance of landing number one and an 8% chance of landing in the top four. Obviously, the dream scenario is... I but I think so that they lose tonight. We get their lottery pick that lands at number five, and then we land the number one pick. That's obviously the dream. I don't think you can I, land at number five, mate. You can only no, jump to the top. Oh no, four. sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's right, mate. For me, 
I'm sorry. <laughs> I, want, I want Chicago to win. I want to see the heat dumped out. I'm so with Paul there. Sorry, so I'm Paul. I'd, ra- I'd rather have it secured at 15 and we definitely get it and Miami be dumped out. Yeah, I second that. What does The Rock say? doesn't matter what The Rock says. For <laughs> <No>, um, <laughs> me, I'm with Mikey. Um, I think the odds are in our favour um, for it not to go into the top four. So I would take the risk. It's all about the magic first and foremost. And I would hope we could land um, the eighth pick again from the Bulls. And hopefully we could be dancing and having fun with Grady Dick. I just got to confirm because I don't know why my brain's this Friday night. That's probably why. So at the moment, according to Tankathon, the Bulls pick would end up at 12 if they miss the play-in. So would that mean if they miss the top four, it ends up at the 12th pick? 12th pick unless um, somebody <coughs> beneath them jumps up. So it'll be 13th. Right, there you go. So by them not winning tonight, it's a couple of. It could be a couple of. It could be a couple of spots. Better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. So one sim, and the magic land. The number two pick, Scoot Henderson, and the number twelve pick is Bryce Sensabar of Ohio State. So there's no Arkansas player tonight. Arkansas. I know. I'm just taking the Nick <laughs> from Paul from last week. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a little bit of Arkansas action. <laughs> Good stuff. I still okay. can't believe I said that. It's brilliant. I'm not going to let you live it down either. On Tuesday, the NBA announced that Paolo Banquero was named Rookie of the Month for March-April, having averaged 20.3 points per game, 7.8 rebounds per game, and 4.2 assists. Uh, it's the fourth month in a row winning the award and joins Shaquille O'Neal as the only Magic rookies to win Rookie of the Month four times. Uh, which leads us on to a tweet from earlier this week confirming ballots placed by voters, including Bill Simmons, Zach Lowe, JJ Reddick, and some of the other media members. Um, but there was one particular voter, Andy Larson from the Salt Lake Tribune, who voted Walker Kessler Rookie of the Year, Jalen Williams second, and Paolo third. Has he got any legit case for his vote? He wants to be McManaman this year, doesn't he? <laughs> Um, I uh, no, no, he hasn't. You've got all the other, so you know, absolute experts. And I'm not going to lie; I've never heard of Andy Larson. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to take away the, the fact he, he's got a vote. Uh, I'm sure he's a very reputable writer up in Salt Lake City, but it's an obvious homer vote, that isn't it? Um, and he's almost looking for a bit of uh, a bit of coverage, maybe. Um, Paolo's head and shoulders above everybody um, and, and everybody said so. Um, I think Kyle Kuzma came out on uh, Twitter said a tweet today saying it's absolutely ridiculous. So, um, you know, when you've got players saying it, the lead writers saying it, um, I'm not going to take any uh, notice of uh, what Mr Andy Larson's got to say, if I'm honest with you. But unfortunately, now, he won't be unanimous, will he? Uh, was he ever going to be? I don't know. Has McMenamin got a vote? Mate, OKC are going to have one, and let's be fair, their guy's going to go homer, surely. I mean, as I understood it, um, I've I've read what the, the Utah guys said, why he went for it, and um, 
there's been lots of comments about well he won't gain a vote next year and he said his previous vote was several years ago because it uh, rotates around the media okay. of Utah so he won't be getting a vote next year because it's not his turn again um, but like you I just <laughs> I honestly thought he was just trying to raise his, his profile whilst remaining true to his home team um, he prefaced his tweet um, saying he knew he was going to get took to task about it uh, I just I just felt a lot like some of the other media members that we've seen over the recent weeks uh, creating this debate, it was a bit of clickbait to try and raise his own profile. Um, you know, there were plenty of people saying that uh, old oh, J-Dub's going to be the man and we're going to be voting. We think J-Dub is putting a real fight up. And then you look at their votes, people have been saying that and they've all voted for Paolo. So I just think it was a lot of clickbait. And whatever the Utah guy's name is, I forget. Um, Tesla. No, not him. Oh, no, the the oh, Andy whoever it is. Andy Larson. Yeah, his argument when you looked at the reasons behind why he'd voted for Walker Kessler were very contradictory. When you looked at how he'd voted in the other categories, if he'd voted along those same lines for MVP and Defensive Player of the Year, then he would have thought that he's gone for rookie. Then he would have had to change his vote. To, um, on each of the other categories as well. So he hasn't followed his own argument. It's just very contradictory what he's saying. Who did he vote out of interest, Paul? Um, I genuinely can't remember. I, I did read and I can't remember, mate. I've not I've not committed it to memory. I, I, that's how irrelevant I thought his argument was. <laughs> I could have a look, mate. Yeah, I could Gary. find it. Um, it was definitely clickbait. There's no doubt about that. Paul said it was definitely clickbait. He was he was voting for his guy. Um, I looked at some of his logic. I I didn't click the article, but I've seen screen caps and stuff of it. And I'm sure he when the, the argument was put to him about well the Magic won games, more you know like I think won twelve more games with Paolo as our draft pick, and he was kind of putting it down to improvements in Franz in Markel and then he said in Ball Ball contribution and I was kind of like you haven't watched it I'm not knocking Ball Ball but Ball Ball played at the start of the season when we were losing games and if, if he's that obsessed with analytics and it's the analytics that you're going to de um, decide the rookie of the year vote I'm sure he must have been outraged last year then when Franz Wagner didn't get in the top three because the analytics for Franz were pretty impressive if I recall correctly and it won't come down to that and at the end of the day the, the key stats are what Paolo's posted as the first option and the fact that the Magic have improved significantly with Bancaro as the first option in the lineup. There's your, there's your analytics for you right there. And the other problem is it's coming from a Western Conference reporter that's probably only watched Paolo twice all season and he's watched every Walker Kessler game. So, the thing is, you... Mike. Sorry. Go on. I was just going to say Walker Kessler. I've only seen him play a couple of times, where I'm pretty sure he a lot of his games based around the paint. Mm -hmm. So surely, if he's not the key option in Utah, where he's going to be like one of the top three scoring options, and he's based around the basket, surely he's going to be more efficient with less shots as if in front of the basket player. <laughs> is that? Yeah, it's a valid point, mate. Absolutely. Yeah. 
But he, at the end of the day, the two of them are going to be all first team rookies, regardless. But but none of them are, none of them have been as consistent and had the workload and and the and the pressure that Paolo's had this season with with the looks and the and the and the matchups that he's had to deal with. It's, it's I mean we're biased, but at the same time, we get to see P every single week. So. He's rookie of the year. That's the way it should be. Um, moving on to the next topic. Also on Tuesday, the Magic announced somewhat surprisingly that the G League affiliate Lakeland Magic will be relocating to Kissimmee, if it's said properly, and rebranding the team as the Osceola Magic. The G League team will play at the Silver Spurs Arena in Osceola Heritage Park beginning next season, meaning they'll now be only 20 miles from downtown Orlando instead of about 55, 60 where they were previously in Lakeland. Uh, what benefit do you guys think this is going to have for the Magic? Benefit for us is when we go there, we don't have to travel an hour to, to Lakeland to see a game. <laughs> <laughs> so um, obviously just being down the road and, you know, um, that's very beneficial to us. And then for the team, it's, it's just a travel time, really. Um, I I don't think there's much more to it than that. Uh, if I'm honest, maybe the you know the coaches will be closer together, etc. Um, obviously we play the same system as what Lakeland used to. Um, so I, the, there might be more opportunities there for you know the teams t- to watch one another. Um, gain gain some more insight from you know how each other do it. I'm sure they already do that though. So, um, yeah, for, for me the main benefit is. You know, we could possibly have another game when we're over on our two-week holidays. So uh, happy days! You are angling for a divorce, mate. With all the with everything. <laughs> <laughs> let's go on a family holiday. I'll see you when we get back home. <laughs> see you on the plane. And <laughs> any other I, benefit than the I, obvious? I I I literally thought proximity uh, was the greatest benefit. Uh, we've we've already been utilising the union between the two teams very effectively. Uh, so, guys rehabbing assignments for those who are who are perhaps not heavily involved in Orlando, that's that's already been a bonus. Uh, so, having that thirty minute drive instead of over an hour, it has to make it much easier to share resources and expertise. Yeah. If I was going to flip the script a little bit and just say about the presence of the magic in Central Florida. I could see the argument of having the team an hour away for people who perhaps can't get to the Amway that easily and they still get to see a Magic game and it just maybe spreads it out for easier access if you've got the team elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, just if you're talking about raising presence and things like that, I think there's two ways to look at it. Um, there are a couple of people I've seen on Twitter who've been kind of a little bit bummed about it because they're kind of like, oh, it was easier for me to get to Lakeland than it's going to be to get to uh, Osceola. What's your take on, Bob? You're never going to keep everybody happy. And as as G says, as he's uh, heading for divorce, it's easier for him to... Uh, <laughs> it's easier for him to get the games. G, if you, if, you, if you do get divorced because of this... You can always share with me and we'll go over there. <laughs> Thanks, mate. You're like Frank the Tank and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and just to confirm, you said share, not shower. <laughs> no, no, Mikey. Come on. That, that came, that <laughs> came on show, here, mate. Family show. Itself, hey, you know? 
Well, look, some people might need subtitles for Gary and his accent and, and G now and then. I just wanted to confirm that's what he said. <laughs> the top tier of it's the top tier of Patreon, Mike. <laughs> we're into yeah. the off season. Hey. <laughs> top tier Patreon, no, we're not quite there yet. Don't forget, don't forget, mate, Mikey. We've already been talking about your candid magic Mikey photos. Uh, the top hey. tier of Patreon. Hey. Well, it's coming with a high price, I can tell you that. <laughs> this isn't the way. This is not the way. <laughs> um, so, a last little bit of news. Uh, Paul's dropped an article on the website today uh, reviewing the season, grading some of the Magic players and some of the personal highlights from this season. Uh, so, make sure you go over and check that out with uh, the guy's contribution to that as well. Um, we're also going to be jumping into evaluating players over the next couple of episodes as well um so we've got that to to cover as well did you want to add something paul no no mate it's all no, good. that's all right good. you look like you want to um, no no and, and one last thing I, I chucked in the the agenda last minute was um that a few weeks ago zach Lowe mentioned on his uh podcast the zach the low post that he was a guest on a magic pod and that was about uh, it was a good 10 days of 10 days ago, two weeks ago. That episode dropped today with Dante, George, David and Jeff. So uh, go and check that out. That was a good listen as well. And Bobby Marks, who works for ESPN, I think he used to be one of the Brooklyn Nets front office yeah. guys who's quite into the cap um, and, and salaries and all that sort of stuff. He did a, an episode on their YouTube channel today which I've come across and watched earlier. It's about 10 minutes long, but... He basically breaks breaks down the magic off season from a cap point of view, um, and his and his words were: "There's no team in the East set better set up than Orlando, and that the play-in should be a disappointment for us next season." So, if you need another reason to get excited, not that we're not already, but if you want to uh, jump into that, that's worth looking into. But we'll be jumping into all those sorts of topics, cap space draft picks and all that sort of stuff over the next few weeks as well. Um, and on to the NBA playoffs. Uh, we've got the final two playing games tonight. You'll likely know the winners of those by the time you check out this episode. So tonight we've got the Heat versus the Bulls. Uh, Miami lost to Atlanta 116 to 105 and the Bulls sure? overturned a big deficit, I'm definitely sure, in Toronto to beat the Raptors 109 to 105. So the winner of the Heat or Bulls will play Milwaukee in the first round. And we've also got the Timberwolves versus the Thunder. Minnesota threw away a double-digit lead away to lose to the Lakers, 102-108. to And the Thunder knocked off the Pelicans impressively, 123-118. to uh, General thoughts, guys, on the first four playing games? Who stood out? Who disappointed? Who do you see winning tonight? Gary? Um, Toronto disappointed. The entire city of Toronto disappointed. Uh, the the Raptors' history of the organization, maple syrup, Tim Hortons, everything about Canada just disappointed. You had one job, and you completely, you completely blew it. So uh, the mother Canuckers in Toronto, they they they're in the bad books. <laughs> they they banned. Um, I would say Josh Giddy's probably coming out of this looking pretty well. And I think with the chaos that's happened in Minnesota, that Rudy Gobert trade just gets to look worse, worse really. Because um, I would say tonight, I would fully expect OKC to go into that game favourites. 
considering that uh, there's no Gobert, no Cat, and no McDaniels tonight. You would expect that it's uh, SGA's time to shine. And despite Miami having another bite at the cherry, I don't think all is well on South Beach. There we go. Paul? Um, I've only watched three of the games, not going to lie. I knew the result of the Lakers game and I didn't feel I needed the uh, time spent listening to uh, commentary that borders on embarrassing with its LA bias, so I, I chose not to, to watch that game. Um, I really enjoyed watching OKC. I thought that they were excellent. Um, I see one or two tweets that people are saying that we're better than them. I'm not convinced. I think that they are a little in, in advance of us at the moment. Um, SGA is, for me, the difference in the growth of the teams. But they've both got spectacularly good futures. But I quite enjoy, I quite enjoy watching OKC. Um, I hope that they go in and win that game tonight. Uh, I think Gary's really covered it well. Uh, but yeah, Josh Giddy, SGA, um, OKC look good. Uh, I hope that they get the results tonight. And as I've said earlier, I want Chicago to win. Don't Miami out. Nice. I can, um, ne- I can never cheer for like Kyle Lowry. Can't do it. No, I'm with you there, Paul. Um, MVP of, of, of the uh, play-in for me so far is DeMar DeRozan's daughter. <laughs> the free-throw defence from her screaming resulted in Toronto shooting 18 of 36 for 50%. So they lost by four and they missed 18 at the line. So, okay, it's probably not all down to her, but it, it was quite a story, wasn't it? Um, and To see Vucevic win, I don't mind that. So the game tonight, obviously, I'm never going to support Miami uh, in anything, um, maybe unless they're playing the Lakers or the Celtics. So I, I'd like the Chicago Bulls to win tonight and Vucevic to go off on the heat because he especially does quite well down in uh, South Beach when he when he plays against them. Um, and what like you guys have just touched upon, who who's, who else has played well in terms of players? Uh, so I won't go over that again. But it'd be nice to see Oklahoma win. Uh, Minnesota. Uh, are all sorts of banged up and uh, the team's in a bit of disarray at the moment. Um, I like Minnesota, but yeah, my brother's an OKC fan, so I've got to root, root for them tonight. Mikey, can I throw a question at you? Depends what it is. It's, it's, I just found it really interesting, Zion not being involved for New Orleans. What were your thoughts on that? Well, have you seen the comments that CJ McCollum made about him... Uh... It, no. it wasn't, have you not? Well, he basically no. had a, a, a quote afterwards basically saying that the entire team, it, I'm paraphrasing now, but essentially people need to look after themselves. They need to make sure they get enough sleep, get enough rest, get their rehab in, get their diet on track. And there was all these things that he was saying and everybody's just basically quote tweeting again, Zion, they're talking about Yeah, it's you. about availability, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, at the end of the day, he he's holding them back at the moment with his his inability to stay healthy. Um, they aren't going anywhere without him being on the floor. Um, Brandon Ingram's really really good. Um, CJ McCollum's really really good. But that team is all built around 
Zion Williamson. And if he's not healthy, then the Pelicans aren't going anywhere. And it's it's almost it's it's sad for them really because you think they went through this with Anthony Davis, who kept getting injured when he was in New Orleans, and they got to the playoffs for the first time. And I think they lost. Um, if my memory serves me right, they lost to the Warriors there for his first playoff appearance. And then you thought, right, now they need to go on this, build upon this and carry on developing. And it never really happened for them. And then obviously the Lakers come in for that big trade and, and the rest of the history. But yeah, it's another player they can't keep healthy. And in, until they until he gets healthy, then um, yeah, it's tough to be a New Orleans Pelicans fan, despite the talent that, that Zion is. So, first round of the NBA playoffs, we've got Milwaukee versus the winner of Miami or Chicago. Boston play Atlanta. Philadelphia play Brooklyn. Cleveland play New York. And in the West, it's Denver versus the Thunder or the Timberwolves. Memphis play the team from Los Angeles. Sacramento versus Golden State. And Phoenix versus the better team from Los Angeles. Right, on to a bit of magic trivia which I threw together just before we jumped on. Uh, so, Paolo Banquero won Rookie of the Month for the fourth month in a row, um, cementing his case for Rookie of the Year. Um, I went through basketball reference, and in the last 10 years, there's only ever been eight players in the last 10 years who've won it four times or more in a season. Not in a row, but won Rookie of the Month four times in a year. So, can you name them? What's the time period, Mikey? In the last 10 years. So, included, not including this year. Shaquille O'Neal is one because we've already mentioned it on the pod. In the, In the last, last 10, 10 years. years. Oh, sorry, last 10 years, my bad. Um, <laughs> sorry. Luca's got to be in there. Luca's one. Kevin uh, Durant. No, that's over 10 years, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Lonzo? Lonzo did not. No. no. What about him? Yeah. Did not. I was going to go there as well. Jarmorant. Jarmorant didn't either. What about uh, as I went uh, one ball? Let's go with the other one. His young, his brother in uh, Charlotte. No. I will say no. Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards won it three times. Not four. We're doing really well at this, aren't we? Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy won it last year. Won four last year, November, December, January, and February. So that's two. Scotty. Oh. Scotty there as well. Didn't win it four times. Joel M- no. Joel Embiid. Won it three times. Evan Morbley. Cat, Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns did back in 2015, 2016. He... Oh my God, you're making us think now. The names are pretty obvious, but it's harder than you think. Trey Young. Uh... Trey Young, yep, 2018-19. Won it in November, January, February and March. So you've got Josh Giddy, Trey Young, Luca. And Cat, so you've got four more. Tyrese Halliburton? No. Chris Stapps and Porzingis. Won it three times. Jesus. 
the Aaron Fox. Yeah. Nope. Garland. Nope. Oh, what about him um, in the West this year? Keegan Murray. Nope. Four times. You got to think four times in a season that have won Rookie of the Month. Do you want some clues? Yeah, I think I'll so. I'll give mate. you the all right, I'll give you the years of the ones that you haven't got. So one of them is 2017-18. Uh Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, Spider's a good not, shout. Not that year, but that is right. No, it is sorry. Okay. It is the same year. No, you're right. December, January, February, March, just two from the same season. So Donovan Mitchell's won from that year. Can Devin you Booker? Nope. He did not do it. So if Donovan Mitchell did it in the West, who did it in the East that same season? Do you want a clue? Yeah, I think you're going to have to help us. Played Philadelphia. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is the other. And then you've got two further back now. One was a number one pick. And one went on to win Rookie of the Year. That helps. Number one pick, Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins, yep. Won it four times in a year. I would have thought of him. And and, And the last one is the year before. So the year 2013-14. That's MCW, isn't it? That's MCW, yeah. It is MCW. It is. It's Philly. So the eight players have won it. Well, Paolo's now number nine. So the eight previous was Josh Giddy, Trey Young, Luka Doncic, Ben Simmons, Donovan Mitchell, Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, and MCW. If you want a bonus... There's only two of those players that won it every single month. Jeez. Um, Can you guess them? Carl Anthony Towns. Won it out of all of them. He won it six times that season. And the other. Ben Simmons. No, Paul said it first. Luca. Luca. Said Luca first. Yeah. They're the only two to win it every month. And last little one. Can you name the other four Magic rookies to win Rookie of the Month in the last 10 years? Oladipo? Yeah. Yeah. In December 2013 and February 2014. Franz. I think we're safe. Yeah. Franz in December last year. RJ Hampton. May 21. And who's the last one? Uh, Please let it be Melvin Fraser Jr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alfred Payton. January yeah. 2015. There you go. Good work, boys. Nice. Enjoyed that. Good work. <sighs> nice Absolutely. quiz, Maggie. Good stuff. Well, thank you as always for listening and watching. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on the YouTube channel Orlando Magic UK. For all your magic merchandise, make sure you visit the NBA Store EU or Fanatics UK using our affiliate links. Uh, Don't forget to use our affiliate code MAGICUK10 for 10% off your order. 
please like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter and subscribe to us on YouTube. So from Gary, Paul, Garrett and myself, until next week, go magic.